I, I try to set aside time alone with God at the end of the years and beginning of the year. I intentionally set aside time so that I can hear from the Lord, especially when I, I flip the you know, Bible here and there and try to uh, grab the word from him and thought, you know, God, tell me, uh, let me prepare for year 2019. Uh, and last year, uh, he gave me the, the word restoration. That kept coming to my mind, restoration. So I, I've been praying for uh, my congregation, our congregation, pray for restoration for their relationship. We have a person member uh, physically then as well. They go through, you know, uh, cancer. So, Lord, I pray for restoration of cancer, our physical well-being, and rest. Pray for restoration for uh, the relationship. Some of us have a hard time in relationship. And some of us are ha- having a hard time in businesses. So, God, please, please pray, restore the business they're in and all that. And uh, the word, uh, when I thought, you know, as I meditate about the word restoration, the thought came into my mind. Uh, we need our members to get restore, uh, restoration for passion. Passion for God and, and compassion for others. You know, actually, that's the most important commandment, right? You said, love God and love others, the most important commandment. So, okay, God, I mean, I want, uh, this is my prayer. I want our members to get restored for their passion for God and their compassion for uh, people. In order for us to have passion for God and compassion for others, we ha- our minds and thought has to be renewed. Our thought. Our mind has to be new. Have to be new, and uh, but interesting about the mind and thought is, you know, we have constant battle. You may agree with me, right? I mean, the mind's a constant battle. It's like twenty-four hours a day kind of battle thing. Constant fighting. This is like warfare. And if you lose in this battle called you know spiritual warfare, especially when you if you lose your mind, you, you, let's say your thought process like losing, like uh, give it in to the enemy, will lose everything. Like if you ride a motorcycle, there's a law, right? It's, it's, it is against law to not wear the helmet. You have to wear the helmet, right? But maybe for protection for elbows and knees, maybe you don't have to wear it, right? Do you? I don't really know, but uh, probably not, right? But helmet is the it must. Why? Though it seems kind of solid, strong. <laughs> it's, I mean, if you lose your head, I mean, if you lose everything, right? Just like that, in spiritual battle, if we lose our thought, our mind, we lose everything. So it is so important for us to uh, develop our, our mind, thought, uh, expand our thought, uh, protect our, our, our thought. I believe whatever thought that we hold on to, uh, uh, them in your mind, uh, those thoughts will determine our year 2019. You know, when you look at the passage today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read uh, 3 and 4 today. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. This is more of a spiritual you know, warfare that's going on. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish stronghold. What is stronghold, by the way, here? What is stronghold? Stronghold, you can say it can be wrong thoughts that controls your life. It can be unbiblical worldview that permeated in your life, in our lives. 
Or you can say um, biblical traditions. You know, we have traditions, right? As a Korean, we have traditions. We have, as a Spanish, we have traditions, right? And concerns, worry, fear, envy, jealous, criticism toward others can be developed as strongholds. And if we, we want to live 2019 for God's glory, live as a missional life, you know, we want our, I mean, that's my prayer. We want our life to live as a missional life. Uh, we need to break and get rid of these strongholds because it's so strong that will control our lives. So today I want to share like three, three simple lessons based on today's message. How can we get rid of these strongholds? Number one, uh, don't believe everything you think. Don't believe everything you think. Let's look at the verse 4 once again. We demolish arguments and every pretensions that set itself up against the knowledge of God. There are things, you know, like, like uh, arguments, foolish arguments. It somehow became a stronghold. And some pretensions that is so against God, God's knowledge. We have to get rid of those things. So what I'm trying to say is we need to be aware that whatever we think, it can be wrong. You know what? Every behavior, every act we do, it is our product of the way we think. So in a way, we are all philosophers. <laughs> you don't behave, just, just you know, behave. We do behave, we act based on the thought that we have in our minds. We act according to what we have input in our heart, in our mind, in our thoughts. Uh, I'm sorry to say this, but uh, I, I want to say this. In a way, every one of us, every one of you guys have a mental illness. Do you agree with that? You know, you guys are crazy. If you get upset by what I just said, that means you are really more crazy than others. <laughs> they just prove that. You know, our hearts are kind of tilted. So when you hear that, I go, why is he saying me? I'm crazy. That means that proves how tilted mind you have. Mental illness, the other way say, is a sin. None of us have a right mind. Every one of us have broken hearts. So that's why our parents, thinking parents are not right. Spiritually, mentally, we are sick. Therefore, we worry, we fear, we have no self-esteem. There's one who thinks perfect. There's no one who thinks perfectly. We don't think clearly all the time. Therefore, we need to be aware that whatever we think, it may not be, it may not be right. What do you call uh, the thought that God gives you? What do you call that? Inspiration, right? What about thought from Satan? What do you call that? Temptation? What about thought that you think of? What do you call that? What? Imagination. I would say silly imagination, right? I would say stupidity. Not every you know, thought that we have is not right. For example, if I had more money, I would be happier. Somehow that you know, thought permeated in our lives and became a stronghold. You totally believe in that. 
If I were more prettier, if I were more handsomer or beautiful, then my life would be much more happier. That's not true. If I earned a degree, if I if I marry, if I met the right spouse, my life would be much happier. No, that's not true. Those are lies. If you begin to believe that, that can become strongholds, and that strongholds will mess your life. That's what I'm trying to say. Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? You know, our heart is so deceitful. What's that mean? It has a power to deceive yourself too. Did you know that? I mean, you, you, you have experience there, right? For example, you are telling yourself, I haven't eaten much, even though you really ate a lot. You're just telling yourself, I haven't really eaten much. You can't really deceive yourself. Therefore, we need to test every thought, whether it is right or wrong. You know, every one of us has a blind spot. Everyone knows, but except yourself. Therefore, it is important to test what we think. So don't believe everything you think, okay? The second point I want to share, uh, feed your mind with good things. Feed your mind with good things. According to Master Chef, uh, Chef, uh, I heard there are three major food. Brain food, junk food, and toxic food. Brain food, junk food, and toxic food. Uh, I was invited by Korean national, like, uh, national team where they have a, you know, uh, training and meal and uh, same kind of place. And I saw what they're eating. You know, the you know, professional nutritionists, uh, they make the food, I mean, like, great like brain food for the athletes, for Korean national team. It's so scientific, scientific uh, food. You don't just you know, eat food, right? It was really good for them. So they can prepare themselves to compete their whatever the, you know, discipline they are, they are in, right? As an athlete. We, I believe, we are, I don't want to say professional believers, but you know, we are fighting spiritual warfare. And we have to intake, consume brain food. Think about so many treasures out there. Fake news, so many misinformations you know, are out there. Constantly we're, we're taking in. We can't win the battle. So it is important for us to take in, intake good foods. Do you know our THMC? We have a mission statement, right? Our mission, we have four of them. First one is evangelism. Second is discipleship. Third is world, world vision, world mission. And fourth is belief, helping leaders. Second vision, discipleship. You know, word disciple in Greek, it, it, it has a meaning of learning, learner. You, you learn, learn something. Learn from doctrine. When you look at the Greek, you have to learn from doctrine and from lifestyle. We learn from Jesus' lifestyle and his teaching. We have to intake Jesus Christ. That is so crucial. You know, Jesus said here, uh, come to me, all who, you, who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. He said, learn from me. 
So this year, 2019, I hope and pray we can, you know, take just intake Jesus Christ. We gotta, you know, learn from his lifestyle and learn from his, his teaching. John 1 1, one long passage. In the beginning, in the beginning of creation was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. What? The word became flesh and made uh, in his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. What is the word? Who is this word? Jesus Christ, right? In the beginning, he was with God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. That is Jesus Christ. So year 2019, spend time with the word of God. You know, there are so many great books out there. Like, you know, I was like, I got amazed by these writers, like classic uh, writers. Wow, they wrote this book like 400 years ago, 300 years ago. This great insight. Wow, I got overwhelmed by these writers. So many great books out there, right? We have to definitely have to, you know, encounter those books. But we have spent time with the Word of God, living truth. Joshua 1 8 says, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. You want to be as prosperous and successful in the year 2019? Here's the answer. Meditate the word of God day and night. Not only meditate, but apply that in your life. For our sake. Also, we can learn from everyone. If we are humble enough, we can learn from everyone. Even children, even maybe from even miso. We learn from lesson, life, great lesson. The Levi once said, I learned a lot from my teacher, but I learned more from my fellow classmates. But I learned the most from my students. If you think you have learned enough, you're not going to grow up. There's no growing part. There was a guy who just graduated from college. He went to graduation trip. He went to a he went little cabin and he met old gentlemen. They were talking. Old gentlemen asked young man, so what do you do? Young man said, I just graduated from college. I mastered mathematics because I was a mathematics major. I mastered them. He, the old man was kind of laughing. Oh, really? The young man asked the old man, what do you do? I just start to study mathematics. They were talking and later on, the young man found out that this guy is Alfred Whitehead. He was English mathematician. You know, he was well-known mathematician in, in that, that time era. If you think you have learned enough, you're not going to grow up. You have to constantly learn from Jesus and his teaching. And also from one another. We can learn from one another. Uh, like this passage, the heart of the discerning acquired knowledge. The ears of the wise seek it out. Let us, you know, tentatively hear from one another. That's why, as Shina mentioned, small is so important. Get together and learn from one another. Sometimes from painful experience that we go through, that can be a great lesson for one another. Uh, this passage, wise men store up knowledge, but the mouth of foolish invites ruin. Let us store up. You know, Bible never talks about store up stuff. Now, Bible never mentions about store up your money, but only Knowledge, wisdom, we need to store up. Last point I want to share is take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's the actual key verse of, uh, in your program. We take 
captive every thought and make obedient to Christ. This captive, the, every, the captive word captive in Greek means subdue by might, conquer, total control over. It has the meaning of subduing like POW. I got an impression as I was reading this passage, this is serious. You know, our thoughts have to be totally obedient to God. We need to fill our thoughts and minds with the word of God and be submissive to God. That is the obedient life in Christ Jesus. You know, Jesus said an example. He said a perfect example. Look at this passage. This was just by myself, I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just. For I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. Jesus said an example. The young man uh, read a story in the Bible, the part of where Peter walked on the water. He got impressed by that story. Wow. Peter walked on the water. I want to try that. This young man went to the lake and would, you know, he have to pray, fervently pray about, you know, walking on the water. He started to walk. Guess what happened? He got submerged, right? He couldn't walk. So he went to church and complained to pastor, pastor, didn't Jesus talk about faith? If you have faith, you can't even remove mountain and throw into the ocean. How come I couldn't walk? Because I had faith. The pastor asked young man, uh, did Jesus ask you to walk on the water? Obviously not, right? Peter could walk on the water because Jesus asked Peter to walk on the water. He didn't ask you to walk on the water. That's why you, you couldn't walk on the water. Sometimes, you know, sometimes we get confused with our wills and God's will. Don't get confused. That's why it's important. You know, the... Uh, the George uh, Twilet, uh, Truett, uh, the, he said, to know the will of God is the greatest knowledge. To know the will of God is the greatest knowledge. We have to figure it out. We have to, we have to know how, we have to distinguish which is God's will or our will. And to do the will of God is the greatest achievement. We have to figure out what, what God's will is. But how can you distinguish your wills and God's will? Let me ask this question. Is this God's will or, or your will? Um, you cannot, if you cannot give up, I'm something, this is something that you cannot give up. This is so sacred. So no matter what other people say, I have to do this. Is this God's will or your will? What do you think? Most likely, that is your will. Most likely, that is the ambition that you create by you. But there's something very important, yet you can easily just give up. Most likely, that can be God's will. You know, we're mere instruments. Whatever God said, we just simply obey. Obedience is so important. But... Obedience is coming from having right relationship with Jesus Christ. See, God's will is here. We have to accomplish God's will. And obedience is so crucial for us to accomplish God's will. Obedience has to come out of relationship, intimacy with Jesus Christ. That's the order. That's the right order. Not just merely, I have to obey because I, even though I don't really want it, I have to obey because God says so. It's not really that. 
It comes out of relationship. I love this passage. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can't do anything. You can't do nothing. This abiding means, word about in Greek, uh, it has a word meno. Uh, it means I live in him. I preserve in him. Persevere in him. I remain unchanging in him. It has to do with intimate relationship. It has to do with living relationship. It has to do with growing relationship. This is it. Relationship make us to obey God. And this obedience will fulfill God's will in our lives. You know, I think the the reason that I haven't cried, you know, watching at this video, the first first service, I was like, I was wow, this is well made. And I was like crying. I was like, oh my goodness, why am I crying? You know? And and many came, they were crying. Because we know how precious each one of us are. And we know, you know, like we are so precious. You know how he how God sees us. I mean it's something I cannot explain. I, I think I can taste a little bit how God sees us. My goodness, he like with compassionate heart, like he's loving us so much. You are that precious. So we cannot waste our life. 2019, year 2019, we have to abide in His grace. Abide in His relationship. I mean, abide in Him, Jesus Christ. That's the way to live the abundant life. He wants to give best for all of us. May the Lord bless you this year 2019. Let's pray. Lord, we offer our hearts and minds to you, Lord Jesus. We want to be obedient this year, 2019. And obedience comes from our intimate relationship with you, Lord God. Help us fulfill your will in this year, 2019. Thank you so much, Father God, for your love. Unchanging, abundant love toward us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys can join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, awaken us to the needs of those who carry heavy burdens, those who do not know where to turn, those with broken hearts and fearful fearful secrets. Give them peace. Save us from denial or pretending not to see. Give us the grace to share one another's burdens. We pray for people who are celebrating today, those who are welcoming good news or new possibilities. Give us the grace to share one another's joy. Awaken us to the needs of those who do not have enough to eat, those who have enough to spare but lack companions with whom to share it. Give us the grace to share what we have with one another. Awaken us to the anguish of those whose lives have been forever altered by loss, those who are ill or dying, those who are bereaved. Give them peace. And give us the grace to share one another's grief. Awaken us to your wisdom and to your desire for the world. Give leaders in our churches and communities the wisdom and courage to follow your ways and embody the renewal and redemption we know in Christ. Give us all the grace to speak and act with honesty, wisdom, and love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Uh
it's time for communion. We join me in prayer once again. Let's pray once again. <clears throat> Lord Jesus, uh, send your Holy Spirit upon us that the bread which we break may be to us the communion of the body of Christ and the cup which we bless the communion of his blood. Grant them being, uh, being joined together in him, we may attain the unity of the faith and grow up in all things unto him who is there, Christ Jesus our Lord. For I receive from the Lord what I also pass it on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after suffering, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it, in remembrance of me. Whenever you eat and bread, eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So whenever you're ready, guys, uh, congregation, you can come to join Lord's table. <clears throat>